Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Welcome to Returning Home. I'm your host, Natalie Sapinski. I was, I was raised with my parents saying when other parents would brag and talk about their children all the time, they thought it was obnoxious. They thought it was horrible. They, they used to say, like, all they do is brag about their children. And here I am, I think week after week, talking to all of you about my own children. And I'm wondering, am I bragging? Am I being obnoxious? But I, I, it's just kind of funny that that's happening. Um, right now, it's, you know, the height of winter and everybody has a cold and everybody has the flu and everybody has corona. And they actually closed my youngest boy's class and made everyone go on Zoom because only 16 kids in the entire grade, I think the grade has something like 80, 80 boys, um, only 16 were going to school for a variety of reasons, okay? It's not like everyone is sick, but they say if one child has tested positive for corona, then the entire class has to be tested before they come back. And if you have not been vaccinated, then you have to stay at home for seven days. It's all these ridiculous rules, okay? Really just nuts for these, you know, most of these kids are healthy. So basically punishing healthy kids, whether or not you think staying at home is a punishment or something else. So my kid and many other kids are at home and on Zoom and sleeping late and playing and it's basically a vacation. And my other daughter who's away is home because she has an actual stomach virus. And uh, my soldier boy tells me he's coming home in the middle of the week. And, uh, you know, I thought I had an empty nest. You probably remember me saying I only have one kid at home. But it is never seeming to be like that. Every time I turn around, I have more kids coming home. And it's kind of funny. Um, I was, you know, kind of getting depressed about having only one child at home and, uh, we got this dog and nobody to watch the dog, and here I am every other day, somebody's coming home. So that happens in Israel, and I don't know if that happens um, in other places where kids go far away and they can't come home so easily. You know, I went to college in Pittsburgh. My home was Delaware. It was a six-hour trip. I went home twice a year. Other people go to yeshiva when they live in America very far away as an airplane ride. So one good advantage for living in Israel, all of you listening, is you're never going to have an empty nest. You're never going to be far from your family because everyone is just a car ride away. Stay with us. We'll be right back. The return of the Jewish people to the land of Israel was prophesied in the Bible thousands of years ago and is coming true today. Shalom. Join me, Josh Wander, on Israel Unplugged. Listen in as we delve into the spiritual and physical aspects of the Jewish return to Zion. We'll discuss the biblically mandated, historic, and of course practical understandings of this incredible transition from exile to redemption. That's Israel Unplugged, every Monday on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Welcome to Returning Home. I'm your host, Natalie Sapinski. Joining us today is a gentleman who has been in Israel for 37 years, made Aliyah in 1984 at the age of 26 from Brooklyn, New York. He still has an accent. Today, he lives in Malayo Dumim, 
And he's going to tell us all about his IF story and how he's been living since. His name is Jacob Richmond. Jacob, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Uh, as you can hear, I am from Brooklyn, New York, 37 years, and I still have the accent. <laughs> uh, I made Aliyah in 1984. Uh, by the way, then the inflation was like 400%. Wow. So I'm proud that I made Aliyah during the tough times. And people that make Aliyah today also have some extra work to do because of the corona environment and stuff like that. But Level wants to make Galiyah and wants to live in their Jewish homeland, they'll do it. Meaning, you know, there shouldn't be anything that stops them from getting here and living here. Absolutely. Good uh, to hear. Good to hear. Um, tell us a little bit, yeah, how, why you decided to come at, at that age back then when it wasn't um, trendy. Uh, you know, it really wasn't back then, was it? Right. So I basically grew up in a home, an Israeli uh, American home. My parents are originally from Israel. And basically, I was the uh, Zionist of the family, but the whole family was. Uh, my sister, Leah uh, Shalom, uh, made Aliyah first. She got engaged with someone and moved to Israel. My parents came after, and then I was the last one to clean up what we call. And uh, when I first came to Israel, I was living in Jerusalem. Uh, when I came here, I went to the Jewish agency because I sent them 30 resumes months ago for uh, them to help me find a job. There was no, inter no real internet back then yet. Right. And it was on the shelf. No one opened, someone opened it, but no one took anything out of it. So then I saw there was a problem that I couldn't rely on other people. So I went door to door, and my first job in Jerusalem, I actually knocked on the door of Intel Electronics, and I gave my resume to the guard, and I said, can you please give it to uh, Human Resources? They, they did, and lo and behold, I was interviewed for a job uh, within a couple of weeks. And then three months later, uh, I was working at Intel for seven years. Okay, whoa. I'm, I, I, it just blew me away. You, you say Intel Electronics. Do you mean Intel? I mean Intel. Intel is, I think, one of the biggest employers in Israel. They employ 14,000 people. Uh, they have an R&D center, in, um, manufacturing center in Jerusalem, but their main one is Kiryat Gat. And they have a big uh, research and development in Haifa. And they've been around in Haifa from the 70s, basically. Wow. Okay. And uh, it was great being at Intel. Well, my boss always wanted me to talk Hebrew. But the main secretary of the department was from America. So I sort of eased in very nicely. And again, I had Hebrew from home, so I didn't need an opan. Most people, when they make Aliyah, take opan which is an intensive Hebrew uh, course for like six months. Uh, but basically because, again, I grew up in a house where they did speak Hebrew and English, so I did not have to go to Opan. But it lucky. takes a while to pick up all the slang and all the jokes and all the right, uh, right. day, day things. And it took a couple of years until I could turn on the Hebrew radio and understand what they're saying, because they talk very, very fast on the radio. Uh, there is, by the way, an easy Hebrew um, online uh, daily uh, radio show called Hadashot, 
Kadashon that basically they give you the headlines very slowly and you can read it on the screen also and they give you the weather also and it's an easy way to pick up some Hebrew, especially the uh, current events type of thing. Okay, good to know, good to know. Um, so interesting, so you so you went door to door and did the old-fashioned, um, what do you call that, uh, the stomping door the ground? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a there's an expression, I can't even remember what it is, but, you know, you yeah, you did the old-fashioned way. And, uh, right, so, so, ba- so basically that was my first job in Israel, and it was in the computer department, and again, I'm in the computer field for 40 years, and it was an advantage coming in with a degree. Uh, and the boss hired me, even though I didn't have enough experience for what he needed, I learned on the job. Uh, but then when I was at Intel, a lot of people were asking me, you know, to help them find jobs uh, <laughs> at Intel and other places. So I used to go every week, I used to get the Hebrew newspapers, Yidiot and Mariv, and they had these huge job sections. Now it cut out the ads and translate them for Olim and for people looking to come to Israel. And I developed a mailing list called Computer Jobs in Israel, which I voluntarily ran for like 20 years. Wow. Pre-internet. Yeah. Eventually I would send it out by email, but it would reach a lot. And I also developed the first job system in Israel called JobNet, which Mm -hmm. was dual language, Hebrew and English. Again, today there's dozens if not hundreds of places on the internet to find jobs but back then there wasn't that many that's the right it was just starting out that's right so, um, oh it wow was, it was interesting and i made a lot of connections also with that very nice very nice um okay today you live in malaya dumim i know you didn't start out there you say you were shalayim malaya dumim wasn't didn't even exist uh back in 1984 tell me how you you ended up there was there any um any story there Okay, so basically I was living in Jerusalem. I started first in uh, Katamon uh, during my first year in Israel. I was renting an apartment. And then uh, Intel was closer to Ramot, so I then moved to Ramatashko, where I lived for three and a half, a half years. And then I, and I was, actually had a car and I was driving there, so it was like five minutes away. And then uh, I had my rights were running out, and I wanted to buy something, even if it was small or whatever I can. So I started to look, and I, a friend of mine's uh, wife, she was in real estate, and she recommended to look at Maled Domim. All right. And I'm going to stop you. I want to stop you. for. Wait, 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 wait. Jacob, wait. I want to stop you a second because you said something, and I want to just discuss it a minute. When you said yeah. your rights were running out, explain that to our listeners, please. Okay. So basically, you uh, back then, you had a, if I'm not mistaken, if I remember, you had five years in which you can buy an apartment and um, without paying uh, various taxes, okay, at a reduced rate in terms of tax-wise. And this was a, an Oles right, and it was a couple months away that it was about to run out. So I decided, okay, somehow I would get loans from Intel, loans from family, all kinds of ways to get some money so I could buy something. And like I said, I spoke to a real estate person. I went to look at my lead beam. And then she had to go overseas. And the deal, which was about to happen, fell through. The Mm. the people that were going to move somewhere else didn't move. And I was stuck. So I took little pieces of paper, went into the neighborhood that I liked, and put on little everyone's bulletin boards looking to buy an apartment. And lo and behold, next door, an apartment opened up. 
And basically, uh, like two weeks before my rights ran out, the deal went through. <laughs> Unfortunately, over the years, because of financial problems, I had to sell the apartment. Okay. But I continue living in my land domain. I've been now 30 years in my land domain. It's great. Yeah. Uh, I'm most of my friends are Anglo English speakers. Okay. Even though there's some people that like to dive in and only speak Hebrew when they make Aliyah, I was not one of them. I like to be with people that speak my native language, which is English till today. And, but I do have friends that speak Hebrew, but again, mostly English. The shul, the synagogue I go to, also about a quarter of it is English speakers. Uh, and basically, uh, I had a car for like 17 years, and then financially, it was just hard to upkeep a car. But the transportation is pretty good. My Ledamim still has a problem with uh, lately in the past couple of years that goes for almost every place in Israel. City to city, the traffic is really bad, including public transportation. Uh, so if you have to work, live in one city and work in another, you have to take in consideration uh, travel time. Okay? Right, right. Uh, which uh, can affect you in a big way sometimes, especially in the morning rush hours. Right. Now, let me just jump in here. When you're saying things that everything is relative, um, if you've lived in Israel for a long time, you are used to the highways. Uh, it depends where you live, but you're right. Traffic, it can add an hour to your drive. Now, right, so um, if someone lives in Maledamim and they expect to get to Maledamim to Jerusalem because the brochure said 15 minutes, and it is 15 minutes, but not during rush hour. Same goes right. for a front. It goes for anything surrounding Jerusalem to get into Jerusalem these days, especially with all the construction going on in Jerusalem. Uh, it's a bit tough. Yes, it's a bit uh, tough. And it and we don't know how long it'll last because they're upgrading and they're adding tunnels and they're adding lanes. And it's like as they build, everyone thinks, what, it's going to be so much different. It's going to be faster. No, more people are moving into Afrat. More people are moving into Malay Dumim. It's actually, right, so, it's a so, good thing, you know. The fact that they have the uh, light rail in Jerusalem is great, okay? The red line is very good, and at some point it's going to reach Hadassah. They're building a green line next between French Hill and Gila. Oh. That's going to be really nice, because I looked at where it goes. It goes through, cuts through Jerusalem in a very nice way. The train from Jerusalem to Tel Aviv made it, makes a difference in hundreds, if not thousands of people that have to travel from Jerusalem to Tel Aviv. Again, the whole virus, uh, COVID virus thing is having a is causing everyone a problem everywhere. But specifically, the train between Jerusalem could now go up to Herzliya in one shot and very quickly. And it's also an electric line, so it's much quieter and smoother ride. Uh, basically, made a big difference. Okay, and a lot of people do use that if they have to travel to Tel Aviv. All right, so I'm going to cut uh, in. I'm going to cut in a second here. Please stay with us. We'll be right back with more from Jacob Richmond about his Aliyah when we return. Hi, I'm Steve Miller. And I'm Matt Zucker. Join us for Lighten Up, where we take a look at the week's current events in Israel and from around the Jewish world through a humorous lens. If you've been paying attention during these crazy times, you know that it's a challenge to parody life anymore. 
But join Steve and I as we give it the old college try. Not only is being happy an obligation, but life is just too short to take it all so seriously. So join me, Steve Miller. And me, Matt Zucker. For a Lighten Up every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. Israel, only on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Welcome back to Returning Home. I'm your host, Natalie Sapinski. We're continuing our talk with Jacob Richmond, who was just um, telling us about the light rail and the construction and the commuting times and the commuting experience here in Israel. So we'll continue right now. Because I just want people listening to know that when you move to Israel, um, although, you know, you may have two cars for a family in your native country, if you live in Israel, you, you may not need those two cars anymore. We're talking here to, to Jacob, who got rid of his car and doesn't use one at all. Um, you, you can get by on public transportation if you live in a major hub. Maleadumim, Efrat, Beit Shemesh, Ranana, Modi'in. Um, those places are near, there are train stations right there to take you to Tel Aviv to take you to one of the two stations in Jerusalem. It's really, really nice. And and it makes right, so, so it, it, yeah. again the Jerusalem line, Jerusalem to Tel Aviv. However, from getting from Ale Damim or from Efrat to Jerusalem to get to that train is a schlep. Right, right. Okay. So that's the traffic. That's a bus or you drive. Yeah, yeah. Here where I live in the southern Hebron Hills, okay? Um, there's backup before Kir Arba, before Gushatzion, before Yushlam. From six o'clock in the morning till nine is rush hour. And then it starts up again at two o'clock. Um, it does affect your life. Right. So, it really so, does. So there's many people, especially in the computer field, that can work part of the time at home, which is great. Uh, internet here is widespread. Uh, half the country already has fiber. And uh, internet, for those that don't have fiber, it's pretty decent also. And the cost is much different than the States in terms of phones, in terms of internet. It's cheaper here. Yeah. Uh, also, medical, of course, is much cheaper in Israel because it's social medicine. Yeah. Uh, so these are things to definitely take in consideration uh, in terms of deciding to move to Israel. Medical-wise, okay, again, we have our problems, like we have problems right now currently. Uh, but basically, uh, in general, the cost of medical is much cheaper here, including medicines. There's uh, what they call packages. Uh, medical packages that each of the health plans has to give you based on law, you know, and every year a bunch of doctors decide what goes into these health packages uh, in terms of drugs and so forth. Uh, there's four coupot uh, HMOs, and you usually decide which HMO you're going to based on where you're going to live. Right. People, friends of yours that live in that area will recommend you because certain HMOs are better in certain cities. Okay. Right. Some right. cities don't have a specific HMO at all, and then you don't want to join that HMO because there's no services or you have to go to a different HMO. Okay. So these are things uh, that goes also for telephones, cell phones, internet. You always ask people online or friends that you know or relatives what they recommend and hear from more than one person. Yeah. Because okay? sometimes a person has a bad experience and it may not reflect what's really going on in the in general. 
Well, there are enough um, Olim today and enough English speakers, so many Facebook groups, so many WhatsApp groups, so many places to find information. Nobody uh, is in the dark. No one need be in the dark. And, uh, you know, we all help each other out. There, there, there are really no surprises anymore. The, you know, gone are the days when you had to, like jo- Jacob told us, you know, walk down the sidewalk knocking on doors with your resume. That just doesn't happen anymore. You know, we've become very, very sophisticated here. Um, LinkedIn is big and all these online ways of finding a job, lots of headhunters online and, and job placement centers. There's just, it, it's so different. Everything here is so fast and in a way so easy. So that. Right. So I, when you said headhunter, today I would not rely on a headhunter. There's so many resources that you could directly contact the company or directly go on to a group with 40,000 people, you know, uh, and people offering jobs back and forth between friends, between people online. Uh, meaning things have changed. Okay. Yeah. There yeah. was a time 20 years ago that you needed a headhunter because you just didn't, couldn't make any connections on your own. Today already, You'll, you'll join groups, whether it's on LinkedIn, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's via WhatsApp. There's so many, so many groups you could join. You can get over too much information. But again, it's better than no information. Uh, and in terms of uh, Hebrew, that's the one thing I would recommend to readers if possible. Try to learn some Hebrew before you come here. I mean, you'll go through an opan, fine. But still, there's so much out there on the internet for free. We could start picking up even a dozen words a week or something like that, just to like get a little feel for the language. Yeah. Uh, if you like Hebrew music, listen to Hebrew music. Okay, there are all many, many, many places on the internet you can see translations and transliterations of songs. Okay, there's a lot out there uh, in terms of um, Hebrew radio stations. Like I said, there's an easy Hebrew daily. There's uh, about a dozen stations you can listen live to Hebrew radio online live hear the stations that we hear in israel you could hear in the united states interesting um, that's a good idea it's a good idea yeah your so ear will pick I have, it up I made, I made a list of all the stuff okay and again i have 25 years worth of information on my websites but in the past year i made a master list of everything you need it has 1100 links what index uh, yes, it has subsections for Hebrew news. For okay, what's news, this website? What, what is this website, Jacob? <laughs> okay, the main website is jr.co.il. And the links page is forward slash links. It's mm-hmm. as simple as that. And if you go to jr.co.il, you'll see the links page there also. And it's sectioned off on almost anything you could think of. If, if you don't find it there, I'll put it there. Amazing. It's, uh, Hebrew resources, Jewish resources, holiday resources, internet resources, uh, maps of Israel, any, anything you could think of, I try to put on the list. And if I don't have the resource, I give you a link to where you could find that resource. Facebook groups, and there's many out there. So I have like, I think a dozen or two dozen that I think is worth looking at. There's one called Living Financially uh, Smart in Israel. They have like 40,000 people and anything you could think of financially in Israel, whether it's credit cards, buying on Amazon, it goes through there. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of information. Yeah. And you can do it from the comfort of your couch. I mean, uh, right. uh, you know, your desk at home. Right. So there's no real excuse not right. to do some research before you get here. That's fine. That's true. It is so easy today. When you talk about, um, you know, back in the 80s, you said before the Internet, I was, you know, I, I know it was it was a different time. It was a, it was a different country. It was a different world. Um, today there right. is no so, excuse. So, there's, there's no excuse today, people. Um, you know, right. it's so, so back then, back then you, you, you didn't have emails. So you mailed a letter and you hope you would get there within a month or two. Unfortunately, our post office here is, has not changed much. It takes a month or two sometimes for a letter to get through, but that's why we have email. Okay. Right. Packages. Most people you do not use our post office. They use all kinds of other services for packages here. Simply, they may actually sell the post office. It's a government agency, and they may sell it out soon this right. year they're talking about. Right. So well, I'm, I, okay, well, I, 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 I'm going to disagree here because we actually use the post office. My husband uses it. I use it. Well, I use it also. I pay bills there sometimes and something like that. To send a simple letter, even registered, yes. from one city to another in Israel. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I went two, three weeks for a letter to go through. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That's yeah. something that, you know, I think weird. To do the Shonara, yeah. But everyone knows it. So it's, it's not a surprise. But yeah. it'll get better. Yeah. Better. That'll get better. And um, it's, uh, right, a government institution. Um, some things here are very fast and very efficient. And then you see the other end, you know, where things are just very slow. It's it's, very, it's a really a country of of extremes. Uh, you see places that are extremely highly developed, Tel Aviv, these the cities, the 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 way the train systems are coming along, and then you see where where I live. You know, you can't find a gas station. You know, there's no sidewalks. Um, you see a donkey in the road. You know, it, it's very funny. It's very funny. But it, well, it that makes is, that's the thing when when Israel adapts. When they decide to finally do something, they do it quickly, which means like I was watching one television station when I made Aliyah. There was only one. Right. Okay. Then when they when the cable came, uh, even a better example, cell phones. Cell phones at the beginning were very, very expensive. Okay. And then they brought, they changed the rules for the competition. And then they became very, very cheap. Not just the cell phone itself, but I'm talking about paying your monthly uh, cell phone bill. Right. Okay. Uh, became very cheap. Landlines, okay, uh, became also extremely cheap now. Okay. Right. So, right. again, it takes time, but sooner or later, I, again, in terms of the trains, uh, think of back then when there was no Amtrak. And until they built Amtrak, okay, interstates and stuff like that, it took time. We're in the middle of that. I mean, we're just now pushing the trains more in terms of developing them. When I was living in Jerusalem, and I, when I moved to my land of Mimredi, and they, there was no light rail yet. So they built it on Yaffa Street. And for six, seven years, it was horrible to walk on Yaffa. Every place you go, there was a ditch, there was blockage and stuff like that. Today, if you walk on Yaffa, it's a dream because there's no cars allowed on Yaffa <laughs> Street and only the train. And it's like an open mall. Right. It's very, very nice. So until we got there, it just took a bit of time. Right. I was I was going to say um, here, and, and then we'll wrap it up. But the two things: one, the train system, 
it is amazing. The train is great here. It's very comfortable. And I'm comparing it to Amtrak in America, which is a fortune. Okay, it is expensive. It is practically a, a, a plane ticket. Here, it's very, very cheap. The buses are very, very cheap. They've eliminated cash. The use of cash is gone. So everyone has to get a card. We've got to take a break. Please stay with us. We'll be right back with more Returning Home. Are you tired of political correctness and the fear that you might offend someone? I'm not afraid to offend you. Wow, look who's talking tough. One has to be tough to keep sane today. Hi, I'm Alan Skorsky. And I'm Bela Seabrow. And join us every Wednesday for The Definitive Wrap as we interview the most sought-after guests and expose progressive trends that masquerade as enlightenment but actually destroy our freedoms. We are the No Wolf Zone, so buckle up for this exciting show. Buckling up, but I'm driving. (laughs) Sure, you can drive, but I'm the navigator. Tune in for the no-nonsense, the definitive rap show, every Wednesday on Israel News Talk Radio. Welcome back to Returning Home. We're still with our guest, Jacob Richmond who, if you are joining us late, um, is telling us all about his Aliyah and about how technology has changed in Israel. Now, Jacob made Aliyah in 1984, and today lives Malaya Dumim. He is single. I don't even know how old, but 69. He is 69. Uh, we were talking earlier about how Jacob was pounding the pavement and giving his resume out when he had just arrived and how he gave it to Intel and how he landed a job with Intel back in the day. Um, and I'm commenting on it here. Okay, okay, because, you know, Intel, is a, that's a pretty big, um, you know, standard to, to meet, to be working for Intel back then. It's pretty awesome. It's like being with Microsoft today, you know. Right, but basically, uh, after seven years, me and Intel, culture-wise, we never got along too well. Uh-huh. They like to do things their way. I like to do things my okay, way. Okay, okay. And it a lot, but, but it was great experience. The money was great also. Uh, I don't know where it went, but it was great. And uh, it was very comfortable because I was speaking most of the time English because I had to speak with people in the States at Intel, and it was in English. Uh, yeah. So my boss would say, speak Hebrew, speak Hebrew to fellow people. But again, many people in my department were English speakers. So I was like, okay, fine, but... Very, that's very silly of him. That was, that was just ridiculous. No, it wasn't silly. He wanted me because he was encouraging me, you know, to. That's nice. Israeli, uh-huh. Israeli, but uh, basically behind the <laughs> behind his back, I was talking a lot of English. So you were raised in a home with Israeli parents. Did you speak any Hebrew in the home? Uh, mixed. Take out the zebo. Tzitzita garbage. Uh-huh. Okay, meaning literally, my sister was per- was a lavasham. She passed away from cancer, oh, I'm but sorry. she was. Per- in both languages. I was messed up in both languages, but my mom was also a Hebrew teacher. So yeah. I did hear more than average Hebrew. Very nice. And uh, again, they, my mom, I said five generations Jerusalem. My great grandfather was um, Grayevsky, Pinochas Grayevsky, his historian. Oh. Okay. In Jerusalem, there's a street named after him. 
And my father's father made Aliyah in 1922 from uh, Brooklyn, New York. Wow. And uh, my father grew up and was born in uh, um, Swat, and he grew up in Haifa. Uh, so, uh, and then in the 50s, he made the, went to New York to learn engineering, mechanical design. And my mom chased him, and they got married in the United States by Telushkin, by the way. Telushkin's father, Rabbi Telushkin. I, yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't know who that is. Okay, the, there's a book uh, called The Eight Questions of Judaism. No, uh, I forgot the name of the book. Whatever. Okay, so a, a famous author. Okay. Uh, so basically, and then, like I said, my uh, sister married an Israeli. They moved to Israel. My parents followed, and I came Okay, last. so look, the parents follow the kids. The parents follow the kids. Only in Israel, right? We, we adapt here very quickly to technology, mm -hmm. uh, but until, until we finally do it, it just regulation wise, it takes a while, but then once we do it, it goes very, very quickly. And again, the example right now is fiber. Already half the country has fiber, which we didn't have fiber out here two years ago. So it's like, it's getting there quickly. And uh, so technology, we're moving. Uh, politically, we have our ups and downs over the years. Uh, right now, you know, we're going through some problems here, but hopefully um, we'll get through that also. That's right. And, you know, every country has its up and downs. This is at least ours. And, right. you know, instead of watching from afar and not really having a say or being able to make a difference, at least come over here and get, get in on it. You know, I, I really wish there were more Anglos here so, so we could make more of a, more of a dent uh, especially in politics that we just, we just, we're just, you know, just on the fringes. We're barely there. Um, the Ethiopians have representation. The Russians have representation, but Americans really don't. And we just, we need more of us. We need more of you to come and, you know, just, just do it. Just pick up your family and get them over here and you won't be sorry. It's, it's a big adventure. You have everything here. And like, why wait? Why, why, why what are you waiting for? Um, life yeah. goes on, but you, but you, but you should plan, which means like, if you have all these resources on the internet to do so much of your research and so much of your decisions, even before you get on the plane, do it. Yeah. Don't wait until five minutes before you're boarding a plane to say, Hmm, so which internet provider should I get when I land in Israel? I mean, don't do that. Okay. You should decide that stuff way ahead of time. Very good. And, uh, do things to to uh, make your life, make the aliyah smoother. Now, there is nefesh benefesh. They help a lot, okay? But don't totally rely on them either, okay? Yeah, yeah. And just like in New York, you can sit in New York and not know any of your neighbors, none of the shuls, none, and not make friends with anyone. Just sit behind your closed doors. The same thing here. You can make aliyah, think it's the land of miracles, and just sit there and do nothing, uh, you have to make an effort to reach out, whether it's a, sh a local show, a club that you like, you know, people that have things in common with you. You have to reach out, and they're there. You just have to knock on the door. That's right. All. That's right. That's right. Um, all the more uh, th than was, would be good for families to come, because when you do have families and children, you you have reasons and you have almost like excuses to interact with the different people. I mean, our friends right. to this day are people that we were in the same, um, our children were the same age, our children played together, and that's how we met each other. 
when we were all pregnant together, when we were all doing those teachers conferences together, when we all went on the same trips, you know, just like anywhere. I think it's that way in every community, no matter where you are, whether you're in New York, whether you're. Right. Um, so, so in terms of a person that's single, which I'm still single, basically, whether you like Scrabble and you go to a Scrabble club once a week, or you like listen to lectures, or you like to get into politics, or you like cooking, whatever you like, there's groups of people that you just simply have to find them and knock on the door, and most of them will just welcome you with open arms. Okay. okay well, uh, yeah, I don't know about knocking on the door, but like you said, look at look online, and you're going to find these groups. Now, when go I, to when show. I say knocking on the door, I mean opening the website, okay? To, yeah, to, That's yeah. my knocking on the door today. Yeah, it's very easy today. It's very easy. Go into yeah. shul also, natural. Go into these clubs, natural. A place like Malaya Dumin, very active community. It's a city. It's 40,000 people today. Um, and there's right. an Anglo like neighborhood. I, I, I forget what it's called, but there is like an Anglo neighborhood. There's, there's, there's a couple of them. It's Benavo is one of them. Then there's Clayshear. There's a couple of neighborhoods where there's a good good amount of Anglos there living. And you really don't need Hebrew too much to interact with people because mostly most people know English. Now, that so, is... Right. Uh, very important to say, you know, I, now we're kind of giving mixed messages and we're going to end soon, but I just want you to know when, when you said prepare yourself, yes, you're right, 100%, be prepared, do what you can, make your life easier, don't come here not knowing anything. With the Hebrew, you're so right what you said, like learn to read, um, learn to recognize words, uh, it, it will make, it. you'll be more comfortable here. If you if you read that Hebrew, you see those labels on the food, you see those signs on the road, you get those letters, and you can read. You're not going to feel so foreign. By um, the way, there's a tool among my links there, which is a group that made this great program where you could take un, um, unvowed Hebrew, copy and paste it into this program, and it'll put the Nikud for you. That's a major problem that I had, at least in others, when they make Aliyah. They try to read a newspaper, which doesn't have any code, vowels, and it's very, very hard for a beginner to do that. Right. Okay. Well, there's programs today, and actually the Easy Hebrew Daily is with Nikud that will make life easier in terms of beginning to learn Hebrew. And again, like I said, once you're here, you will go to Opan, and it's intensive, but to learn a little bit Hebrew, yes, no, bathroom, the important stuff. Uh, you can learn beforehand. Yeah, definitely. do it beforehand. Do it online beforehand. A hundred percent, you should. Um, it'll help. And it's free most of the time. Meaning, if unless you want to know pan pan, there's many many free resources on the internet, and it, just looking it up. That's all. Well, that is great. That's great information. I'd like to list some of those on the show notes, which I write up, and we'll do that. And all of you listening, if you have any questions, please reach out to me, Natalie at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, and I'll forward your questions to Jacob, and um, you can get some answers to your questions. It's very important to be prepared. It's so great to have an interview like this where you actually get concrete information. Uh, so many people, um, you know, speak in generalities, but it's, you know, when it comes down to moving here and... Go ahead. I, well, I, I did not give any Zionist speech here, okay? I didn't give it to Hertz, you know, make Aliyah and stuff like that. I'm taking that as a given that you want to make Aliyah. But now that you're thinking and you're seriously going to do it, tachlis, find the information, ask the questions that will make life easier when you do make Aliyah. Wonderful. Can you give us just off the top of your head 
some Hebrew um, instructional sites? Do you do you know any? Or, or yes, I just... I, again, the easiest way is at jr.coil/links. I have a section called Hebrew resources, and you have like a dozen to two dozen sites. Whether it's learning uh, terms for employment, whether it's learning uh, basic words, whether it's games, Hebrew games, whether it's uh, learning to read signs, Hebrew signs, all kinds of websites, and they're all linked there. So it just makes okay. it easier just to go to jr.co.il slash links, and you'll see it's indexed as 40 topics, and including employment. Got okay? it. I mean, I tried to catch everything that an Ola or an Ola uh, will want to ask. And if you don't find it, then you could definitely email me and I'll try my best to uh, give you the answer. Thank you so much, Jacob. We're going to wrap it up. Great to have you. Um, and, you know, I, there's so many things we didn't get into, but I think we'll have you back. And uh, okay. that would be great. Okay, thank you so much. Okay, thank you. Have a good week. That was great. All of you with questions, please contact me at natalie at israelnewstalkradio.com and visit the website please jr.co.il for all the Aliyah information Jacob was speaking about have a great week everyone if you love Israel News Talk Radio then you'll love our Facebook page we keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel plus little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. If you're hearing this message, everyone else can too. Advertise with Israel News Talk Radio and get your message out to people. We'll build a personalized package for you. Contact advertising at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Straight talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, this is Jake in Anchorage, Alaska, and I love listening to all the super interesting interviews and up-to-date information on what's happening in Israel. Hello, this is Anna King, originally from London, now living in Israel. And what can I say? Israel News Talk Radio is my cup of tea. My name is Bhaskar. I'm from India, and I love listening because you get to know the truth and wonderful voices from this lovely country. Mom! Okay, wait a minute. Hi, this is Chava Dax, and I'm calling for the rolling hills of Malaya Dumim, just north of Jerusalem. I always listen to Israel News Talk Radio to get all the latest news and commentary and to keep me up to date every day. This is Sarah Dax from Malaya Dumim, and I'm 12. I wish Israel News Talk Radio was boring so my mom wouldn't listen to it all the time. Mom! You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio.